This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Kinnett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. Hi, this is Mike Kinnett. Thank you for joining us today on the Savvy Investor Podcast. We're going to talk about 401k rollovers today and the tax efficiencies that you may find in your 401k if you look carefully. We're going to talk about it from two perspectives. We're going to talk about after-tax contributions to your 401k. And then we're also going to talk about NUA, net unrealized appreciation. Before we go there, let's just talk about the whole idea of a, a 401k to begin with. If, uh, if you think about it, a 401k, for most of you, you understand this, it's a, it's a company-sponsored plan. Now, we're not talking about 403Bs or 457s because those are really for nonprofits and governmental agencies, hospitals, schools, that type of stuff. We are talking about specifically 401ks and a company-sponsored plan. Now, if you're fortunate enough to have a plan uh, that you can contribute to, you know, you're putting in your money every every year, you're making some sort of contribution, hopefully. Uh, maybe you're fortunate enough to get contributions, matching contributions from your employer, some percentage, and, and it adds up over years, and you, you pay the fees, you take all the risk, all that stuff that I think people generically understand about a 401k. So what I want to address specifically are those two issues. For some people, you have the opportunity that you are putting after tax dollars. So the, the general idea of a traditional 401k is when you put the money in, you're putting it in pre-tax dollars, but your employer actually allows you to put after tax dollar amounts in. And so some of you may have after tax dollars. That means you did not get the tax break. Your wages were not reduced accordingly. You did not catch a tax break for putting money into the 401k. And as time grows, you know, the account grows in value and at some point, more likely than not, you're going to take the opportunity to move your money from your existing company plan and you're going to roll it into an IRA. Now, there's all sorts of pros and cons against and for putting it into the IRA. We're not going to get into that a whole lot. Let's just make the assumption that for the right reasons, you have made the decision to move the money from your 401k, from your company-sponsored plan, and put it into an IRA. Here's the tricky part. You need to talk to the person handling the rollover to find out if there are any after-tax dollars in your account. And the reason why you want to know that is if there are after-tax dollars in the account, you can get that money out tax-free. Now, none of the growth will be taxed because that will go with the pre-tax dollar amounts that are going into your IRA, what you want to do with that after-tax dollar amount is put it into a Roth IRA. And you're allowed to do that. You take out all the money, you do a direct transfer from of the after-tax dollars into a Roth IRA, which means that money remains after tax. You've already paid your tax on it. For the Roth IRA perspective, all the growth in that going forward will be tax-free if you do it correctly. No penalties and tax-free if you handle it correctly. And tax-free money is always a good thing. The balance, everything else, everything that you didn't pay tax on, plus all the growth gets rolled into your traditional IRA. Now, here's the real sticker part, because in theory, that doesn't sound too hard, but you do have to make sure you affirmatively ask the guy, 
do I have after-tax dollars in my account? You need to ask that. And if they say yes, you need to specifically tell them, I want to send that to my Roth because they'll actually offer to send you and put it in your pocket, which would be absolutely insane. Put it in the Roth because even if you change your mind later, let's say down the road, six months or a year from now, you decide you want that principal back, you want that money back because you want to buy a house, you're going to pay off debt, you're going to do something with it. You can always take your principal out of a Roth IRA without tax or penalty. It's only the growth that is subject to taxes and or penalty if you do it wrong. So always, always, always take those after-tax dollars and put them into the Roth. Now, what happens if this is your scenario? You've had the opportunity to contribute to your employer-sponsored plan, and you've been doing that all along. And because you're contributing to your employer-sponsored plan, what happens if you have money in an IRA because you've also been making non-deductible IRA contributions, meaning every year that you could put money into an IRA for you or every year you could put money into an IRA for your spouse, you've been making IRA contributions, but you have not been able to deduct them from your tax return. Now, I know some of you will say, well, why wouldn't have you converted those to Roth's way before? Well, sometimes you are allowed to do that, but there was a time in the past where if your income was too high, you could not convert your IRAs into Roths. I recognize that rule changed uh, about a decade ago now, but nevertheless, you may not have been able to convert for various reasons. So let's assume you have after-tax dollars in your IRA. As soon as you move your traditional 401k into that IRA, you have now commingled that money, which means anytime you take money out of that IRA in the future, every time you make a withdrawal, the money comes out pro rata, meaning a percentage of it comes out of your after-tax dollars and a percentage of it comes out of your pre-tax dollars. So for our conversation, let's just pretend you have $100,000 of after-tax dollars in your IRA and you roll over $900,000. So now you have a million dollars. $900,000 is pre-tax. $100,000 is after-tax. Every time you take a dollar out, 10% of that is tax-free because it's a return of your your original $100,000. It's a percentage coming back to you. You never have to pay tax twice on your principal. But now we have this exclusion where we get 10% of our money back tax-free. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's a nice little tax break, but I can't ever take just that $100,000 out. I always have to take it on a pro rata basis. And that's exactly what we just had happen with one of our clients. He was a doctor. He'd been contributing money for years and years and years through his 401k. He retired. He's a fidelity guy. He had over $3 million in his 401k. He rolled it over into his existing IRA at Fidelity. So his IRA was already at Fidelity. He called the phone. He called up Fidelity, said, hey, let me take care of this. And the Fidelity guys facilitated it. It was easy peasy, just a snap of fingers, boom, all done. The problem is the Fidelity guy never asked him and the doctor never thought about telling him, hey, I see that you have after-tax dollars in that IRA. That could be a problem. And it is. Because now when the doctor came to us, he had about 250000 of after-tax dollars in his IRA. And he wants to put a down payment on his house in Florida. He's buying a new house. And he wants $185,000 to do it. So to get it out of his IRAs, we have to pay a boatload of taxes. A boatload. Because now he has a little over $3 million of pre-tax dollars and about 250000 of after-tax dollars. So he has to take out a boatload of taxable money pay the tax on it just to get to the 186000 he wanted. 
So here was our solution for him. And this is why it's so important to pay attention to the tax aspects of what you're doing in retirement. Here was our solution for him. We had him go get a job as an independent contractor. So he would get a 1099. We needed him to make about 25000 We set up his own private 401k now that he has a job. And he's going to contribute all 25000 to his 401k. So that way, he's not going to pay any income taxes. He'll have to pay FICA, but no income taxes. And now what we're going to do is we're going to take that IRA that he has with the $3.25 million in it. We're going to take that IRA and we're going to move all his pre-tax dollars into his 401k. Now, the rule says you can move an IRA to a 401k, but what you can't do is take after-tax dollars that's in your IRA you're not allowed to move it to the rock, to the new 401k. That's how we're able to segregate this money. Now, we're doing that in 2019 so that in 2020, we can convert his after-tax dollars to a Roth because the only thing that will be left in the account is after-tax dollars and a minimal amount of growth. I mean, we're going to get a little bit of growth between now and January when we do this, so a nominal amount of growth but nowhere near what he had before and nowhere near the headache. So now we've segregated this money. Once we make this transfer and get it converted to a Roth, we can then take his 401k, close it down, and put it back into his, his new IRA where it'll be 100% just pre-tax dollars. So we now have two segregated accounts, one pre-tax dollars that's all taxed at ordinary income tax rates, which is horrible, but we were able to segregate and remove those after-tax dollars and get them into a Roth from him just by understanding the tax implications. So folks, if you have a 401k and you're contemplating moving it, you need to think about, do I have pre-tax or after-tax dollars in this account? How much of each? And do I want those after-tax dollars to be sent to me or do I want them to be put into a Roth that I can take out later? And for us, the solution is to move it to a Roth IRA that's a tax-free event except for the, the any earnings you might earn in a, a couple weeks worth of time of them being segregated. And all, now you have all that money tax-free coming out to you down the road. It's a no-brainer. Make sure you ask before you roll over your IRAs and before you roll over your 401ks, find out how much after-tax dollars you have in there. Now, that's one side of the equation. The second side of this equation from tax efficiency in 401ks is this little rule called NUA, net unrealized appreciation. Now, net unrealized appreciation only applies to a very select group of people. It's people who have stock inside their 401k, company stock. So let's say you work for Northrop Grumman or Coca-Cola or one of the Baby Bells or, you know, Comcast. One of those companies that, one, provides a pension probably, but two, actually offers company stock inside the 401k. Done correctly, if you do this correctly, what you're allowed to do, now think about this, whenever you take money out of your 401k, it's taxed at ordinary income tax rates. That's everything, even the company stock. When you sell it, you don't pay tax on the sale, but when you take the cash out and put it in your pocket, you pay ordinary income tax. So imagine if you could do this. Imagine if you could take Everything in that 401k, put it in an IRA. The movement doesn't cost you any taxes. There's no tax on the transfer of all those assets in your 401k to an IRA. No tax bill whatsoever. When you take money out of the IRA, you are going to pay taxes. Absolutely. But what we didn't do is move the company stock. We did not move the company stock from the 401k into the IRA. We moved the company stock from the 401k 
into just a regular brokerage account. If you do business with Charles Schwab or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or Persian or whomever it is, you can take that money, that, that company stock, and you can move it from your 401k to a brokerage account. Now, here's how this works. When you move it, you are going to pay tax on the basis. So whatever you paid for that company stock, you pay tax on. So part of the conversation is you need to know what your basis is in the company stock. Because once you move it over and you pay tax on it, everything that comes from that account going forward is all at capital gains rates. So if you sell the stock later to use, you pay at capital gains rates, which could be anywhere from zero to 20%. Every dividend that comes off there is taxed at capital gains rates, which again, if done correctly, could be somewhere between zero and maximum 20%. It's incredible the amount of tax savings you can experience by just doing proper tax planning with net unrealized appreciation stock. If you're able to pull that stock out and pay ordinary income tax on it, if your basis is low enough and you have enough gain in it. So for us, let's think about Northrop Grumman for just a minute. Those people at Northrop Grumman, they bought stock a long time ago when Northrop Grumman was selling at you know twenty and thirty and forty dollars a share, and and as of the taping, you know as of two thousand and nineteen, Northrop Grumman is up in the three hundred dollar range. So what they're able to do is take that stock out, pay tax on twenty dollars shares, even though they're worth three hundred. That that gain, that two hundred eighty dollar gain in this example, is not taxed on the distribution. Now it sits in this brokerage account and all the dividends that come off are taxed at capital gains rather than ordinary income. If he needs to sell some shares or she needs to sell some shares, she can sell shares and only pay tax at capital gains rather than ordinary income tax rates. It's a beautiful strategy. Now, the one caveat is this is an all or nothing. You cannot take partial distributions and then roll everything over. You have to either A, roll everything over within one year or you don't get to do this. When you roll over the NUA, when you take that stock out, you have to drain the rest of the account within that same calendar year. It's not a difficult thing, but you do have to pay attention to the details and you have to get it done right. Now, there's always reasons why, we said this before, pros and cons as to when you should move your money out of your 401k into IRAs. You know, you need to examine, you know, what do I need the money? How much do I need? Am I 55 and separated from service? Because those rules are different than if I'm 59 and separated from service from the perspective of penalties on taking money out of your retirement accounts early. You know, the options on which you can invest in, what the fees are. There's all sorts of pros and cons about why you roll your money out or don't roll your money money out. But here are two strong strategies that you need to consider when it comes to tax efficiencies and your 401ks. One, remember that you may have after-tax dollars in your 401k, in which case you probably want to put that in directly to a Roth IRA and move the pre-tax dollars and all the matching and all the gains to your IRA. That's one thing. If you have an existing IRA with after-tax dollars in it, before you roll your IRAs together and before you put your 401k into that after-tax, before you commingle all that money, you want to get that after-tax converted to a Roth so you can do it tax efficiently. So that's one set of tax efficiencies you can find in your retirement accounts. The second set of tax efficiencies is the concept of net unrealized appreciation. And both of these subjects are not 
inherently tricky. You just have to follow the rules. And just as important, you have to know what the rules are in order to ask the questions. So as you're contemplating these, please sit down with a professional and ask them about these two specific aspects of your 401k because they may be applicable to you. And if you fail to plan correctly, what's that old saying? Fail to plan, plan to fail. The tax consequences can be catastrophic by not doing this correctly. This is Mike Kinnett, and thank you very much for joining us today on our podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from so that you can always get the most updated information from us. Again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast, brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan, to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio showtimes, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.